It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show Michael D. Cohen. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hey, good, Janine. Thanks for having me. I have to tell you how I met you. I didn't actually meet you uh, face-to-face, but I was at the SAG Conservatory Summer Institute at AFI, and you taught a class, and it was excellent. So thank thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you that. And then I follow you on Facebook. Tell me about what's been going on with you, and then I want to touch on how you got into acting. Boy, that's a... I know, it's a... a (laughs) (laughs) As we sit here in the middle of this crazy uh, quarantine. Yeah. um, Well, I have... I've been on... um, I've been doing all sorts of acting, you know, since I... Well, for a while, but then I I moved to L.A. in 2007, and... um, and uh, been doing you know different different roles, and then I I got a uh, series regular on a Nickelodeon show called Henry Danger, which we wrapped uh, had a series wrap back in November of 2019, and then we're now we're doing a spinoff of that show on Nickelodeon Great. called Danger Force, and um, it's kind of it's what's really cool is um, the show is setting records, and we're getting literally like record number of ratings for like it's the top kids show on tv now so uh you know live amazing um so yeah so that's been the big focus um and i've been working on a, a solo show for many many years and i was finally going to be putting it up um <laughs> at the skylight theater uh on may 9th it was, oh. was doing tech this week but um <sighs> but of course that's all on hold but that's fine you know i i do believe that everything has its time Right, and um, I'm not really stressed about it. I, I, and I'm, I, I think, well, maybe I should be stressed because I'm not stressed. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you know, uh, but no, no, it's it's good. It's good. It'll 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 surface and, and be on the stage when it's supposed to be. I'm still working at it and, and um, still meeting with the director and doing all that. So we're we're moving forward. Can we talk about that yeah. pr- project? Because I saw that, and it's a very personal story for you to share. Yeah. So in 2000, which is 20 years ago, I started transition from, uh, I was assigned female at birth and transition to male. And, and, and I, those words, by the way, are not words that I choose because that reflects the reality. It's, it's the languaging around uh, gender identity and gender expression are so archaic, I think. Um, but essentially that's it, you know. Okay. So I... The, the the play is basically a, it's a solo show and it, it it's about that journey. It's powerful. Well, I, I hope I hope so. I, I hope my my aim is that the the play will really give people a much more visceral understanding of uh, the experience um, in in a in a way that's very very uh, accessible and palatable. It's you know like I'm. Primarily a, a comedic actor, and so there's a lot of a lot of comedy in it. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of you know, it's, 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 it's a dramatic journey, and I acknowledge that. So, yeah, so it's a good mix of, of, of both. So, Michael, where are you from? I was born in Winnipeg, in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and then my family moved to Vancouver when I was about nine, and then I grew up there, and then uh, and I lived in Toronto for eleven years before coming up to LA. Now, did you feel as a child like you were different? You were having different feelings? What was going on? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I just, I didn't, you know, this is a different era. You know, nowadays, there's there's language. There's, 
yeah. context. There's understanding. It's in the media. You can watch film and TV and and have uh, have that reflected back. There was no reference point for me. I did not know what was wrong with me. Um, wow. I knew, like you know, early yeah. on, I knew I was a boy. I knew right away. I knew as long as I can remember, as far as I can remember. Um, but then there comes a point where the world keeps going, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? No, you're not. No, you're not. And Awful. you, you know, I eventually kind of ingest that and try and act out the expectations, mm-hmm. um, which is what happened to me. And I, and I think, I think it probably still happens for a lot of people today, but, but, but generally speaking, you can, can have a language for it. They can say, you know, whatever word they choose, I'm transgender or I'm, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I, yeah, I didn't have that. All I had was, you know, as a teenager watching Jerry Springer and seeing that kind of thing as a reference and going like, that's, that's not something that I feel like, you know, I see those people being disrespected. I don't see them having the life that I want to have. Right. Um, so it was, um, yeah. So that was, it, was, it was very difficult as a kid. And, and, you know, the thing that kind of got me through it was really my love for acting and my love for comedy and. And somehow knowing, somehow, I don't know how, but somehow knowing that um, I could have what I wanted. But but not knowing even what that was. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, somehow it's all going to work out. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be happy at some point. I don't know how, but I'm going to, that's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing that, you know, I was blessed with is determination. Yeah. <laughs> I do not give up. And I think that that's both, you know, a strength and a, and a fault at times. But I, I just don't, I don't get up. Oh, I keep going until I find the truth, whatever that is. And then that's, that's what saves me. Yeah. I feel like, and I've seen you, some of your acting roles, you have this um, amazing sense of self-confidence, great timing. Like, where where does that act, interest in acting and talent come from? I'm sure, obviously, hard work, but was there someone or something that you experienced when you were younger that made you want to be an actor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, the Carol Burnett show. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I, I was, like, four years old, and my family would sit around and watch it, and I would just watch what they did, and there was something that just, it just kind of pierced through every layer right into the core of me and just went, that's me. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's, I, there was something about it that resonated so deeply with me. And, and I think, you know, and I'm, I don't know what the answer is in terms of the ideology of that or how that happens, but I know that, you know, being raised in a, in a Jewish family in Canada, my dad had a big family um, and being surrounded by his brothers and sisters and you know, my aunts and uncles. It, there was a kind of a comedy, there was a kind of an appreciation for humor that was basically, uh, I would call like a survival instinct for them, you know, because they, yes. they came out of like this, you know, I think my, my dad's dad came, they, they came out of pogroms in Russia, you know, they, they, they came out of a, a lot of suffering. And, and I think that, you know, the generation that I, before me had that, 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 you know, the, 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 the whole thing that, that we don't see that a lot. We don't talk about it a lot today. Right. Um, you know, because of, you know, what's been going on in Israel and all these other things, but the, you know, Jewish people came, especially that generation from a lot of hardship and the way they dealt with it was through humor. 
and there's a kind of a Jewish humor. I mean, they call it the Borscht Belt or whatever it is. Like, there's yeah. a kind of a humor that it, it, and I think that saved me too. It was That was passed down to me. That there's a kind of a way of just finding joy and finding your spirit and finding your soul through comedy and through humor. I and, love that. Uh, and I think that's what it was. You know, and our family would gather around, and that was like the one time where there's no conflict. There's no, there's no, there's just togetherness. And I saw the power of of comedy to unite and to create a sense of belonging and community, and it's pretty powerful for a kid. Absolutely, because it takes you through adulthood. It's it's like your toolkit for life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and and I suppose that. You know, I must have been, like, I think we come onto this, I, I believe that we come to this planet with certain talents, and, and uh, Viola Spolin, you know, she talked about talent in this brilliant way, which is really about that talent is nothing more really than your capacity to learn in that modality, in that, mm. in that context. So someone has a talent for uh, drawing, right? It's that their brain can assimilate the information of what needs to happen and how to transfer that information into actual manifesting it through the hand and drawing. Yeah. Like they, and then as they learn, they learn more and more. They have more of a capacity to learn. So I think I had that talent of crafting, you know, my capacity to learn about acting. I, the channels were open. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not open in every... <laughs> I'm, a whore, I'm not very good at drawing. No. Much, but, you know, I, and that's the thing. Like, anybody can learn anything. They just might have a better, more talent for it because they have... Their brain is able to assimilate information more quickly or, or you know, just make the connections, you know? Right. What's also great about what you do is that as we get older, people think, oh, I used to be creative. I used to do this. I used to do that. And... It gives you a sense of, um, I mean, acting is like child, childlike wonder at times or just taking things in and just, you know, you know what I mean? Like as you get to be an adult, you're so serious and you lose that sense of creativity. Well, yeah, playfulness is, uh, is very important as an actor, you, you, you know, you, and it's, you know, as we get older and we experience more pain, our willingness to be playful becomes less and less. Of course. Um, yeah. But it's absolutely a necessary part. It, it's what keeps us alive. And it's not age-related. It's, it's really a soul thing, right? Mindset, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, need, you need that playfulness in order to thrive. And it's definitely a part of acting. Like, you know, on our set, I mean, it's also a kid's show, but it's but our, our show, is, what's great about it is that there's so many jokes in there for the parents that the kids won't get. There's, it, mm. It's basically oh, like a dual audience, right? Yeah. It's like kind of like the Simpsons in that way. That <laughs> it's, it's like the stuff the kids understand, there's stuff the adults, and there's a lot of references in there that kids will not get. Um, Perfect. And it, it becomes, it's very, very fun. And, and so um, finding ways to you get, get the script, and then as an actor on a multicam, like on a sitcom, it's like, Finding how those ways of making it even funnier because our, our writers are brilliant, like, absolutely brilliant, you know. And then the, the actor's job is to take that brilliant and then expand it, like take yes. their their own their own material and then take it to the next level. And that's that's very that's that's very rewarding. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, where did you study uh, comedy acting, or was it innate a lot of times? Well, I studied it by watching the Carol Burnett show for years and years, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just the timing just kind of, you know, and all that kind of just got in my blood. Um, 
and then I did, you know, as a kid, I did kind of community theater type stuff, and then I took acting in high school, and in college, I started off as a, a theater major, and then I transferred into science. What? <laughs> um, and, yeah, I didn't, I didn't continue as a theater major in, in college. Um, I did a science degree in cell biology. Where, uh, where was this, by the way? What school? Uh, I was at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Okay. And then I, I did a master's in um, University of Toronto. In what? Later on. That was in um, adult education. Oh. I was in a, a department uh, called the Developing Human Resources. It was kind of like organizational development, but it was also... Cre- my focus was, was on how to create transformative workshops for performers. That's what I was really, Got really curious about doing. Yeah. Um, That's so interesting. But how, to, how, to, how to create transformative education. How do, how do you use... Because everything is education. I mean, our conversation right now is education. I'm learning as I talk to you. You know, like, right. it's everything is a learning process. So yes. how do we then formalize that into a workshop structure where there's a very clear intent and you focus the learning? That's that's kind of what I... And I was interested in how does that become an inspiring process to people as opposed to something pedagogical and kind of burdensome. Well, it's interesting you say all this because I uh, studied learning theory and instructional design but I met an older actress years ago in Boston, and I told her, oh, I don't really enjoy my job anymore, and I always wanted to get involved in voice acting, and she told me to call her teacher that day and to then call her and let her know I called the teacher. <laughs> so I did. Uh-huh. And I, fa- I found that uh, voice acting for me wasn't, oh, I want to be famous. It was, I want to work on my stuff. I want to work on the things that hold me back and come out of my shell because I was so insecure. And it helped me in so many ways to study acting. And, and then it was the on-camera acting and different types of voiceover. And so it's a very fascinating field. And you can do so many more things than just memorizing your lines. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's what I think is, you know, if, if, if an actor, the actors that do the best, I, I think in terms of either, well, enjoying their career, whatever it brings them, and then actually booking are the, the people that are in it for their own process that, that are like, you know, this is what I want to do to feed my soul, to learn about myself, to open up, to be all of who I am. Those are the people that are going to be the most fearless. And those are the people, ironically, that are going to book the most because their agenda is not to book. Their agenda is to be the best they can be. And right. that's what I think success is. You know, that, that's how you really... You know, the people that are after the bookings and keep wanting to, you know, where do I find an agent and a manager? They're focused outside of themselves, and it's very limiting. Yes. Um, you know, it's you go where your focus is. Right. And the, the focus needs to be internal because that's your material. You're, you're acting. Acting comes from internal material. The other thing I want to add is um, I remember a casting director saying, you need to have a full life. So don't just focus yeah. on a- just acting, like do writing and you know, for me, I got into radio and just do other things and take care of yourself. And my show is called Get the Funk Out because I went through my own funk and my own losses. And I thought, how am I going to heal and then give back to other people? So I think it's really important. Definitely have a full life. Yeah, because you're just creating material. <laughs> I mean, yes. Your life is your material as an actor. If you're limited, then how are you going to be able to be full? fully an actor are you gonna 
You bet. You have to just j- dive in and jump in and chew life up and, and get, chewed up, get chewed up. Yes, you know? get it's, stomped it's, on. Yeah, oh, man, man. So true. Oh, my gosh. Unfortunately. I know, but seriously. Um, what are you doing right now to take care of yourself and stay positive during this time? Well, um, kind of more of the same. I mean, I well, one thing is I rescued a puppy. Oh, sitting right beside me, chewing on things he shouldn't chew on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So that's been really amazing. Um, And uh, I'm still working on my play, you know, trying to, like, thinking, I'll use this time to make it even better. Right. Um, So I'm doing that, and I'm working with the dramaturg and and, uh, a little bit, and kind of honing some of the the structure. Um, And I've got a book on acting that I'm writing, so I'm... I've got that sort of sitting sitting by my desk going, okay, that's it. I'm going to get to that. <laughs> it's, it's giving me like, okay, I'm going to have some time to do that. Right. Um, Excuse me, why aren't you spending time with me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's a puppy that's pooping in my kitchen. i got to take it. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> actually, he's, he's pretty good. I got him house trained now, I think. So. Aw. What kind of dog is he? Um, it's like a terrier mix. Cute. He, he looks like a terrier, Jack Russell, Dachshund kind of combo. So cute. He's very cute. Very cute. It's amazing. Uh, he's actually, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but you will see him in a Danger Force episode, I will tell you that. I will see him in what? You will see him in a Danger Force episode. Ooh. Okay. We, we actually, we shot a quarantine episode. We shot a, an episode where we were all in our homes. Cool. A lot of people are doing wow, that stuff. Yeah, it's, um, but it's, yeah, it's, and it's like a, an entire actual episode of the show. That's so, amazing. Um, yeah, and SNL's been doing it. And, like, yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's a, it's I love great, it. You know. Michael, where can people find out more about you? My website, uh, michaeldcohen.com. That's where most of my, well, my acting kind of stuff is. There's a link there also for the play and also for my teaching website. My teaching website is uh, com or mdcohenstudio.com. Okay. And then, of course, there's Instagram, which is just Michael D. Cohen, Facebook, <laughs> it's uh, Facebook. official Michael D. Cohen or Michael D. Cohen Studio, and then uh, Twitter is Michael D. C. S. E. E. Perfect. And by the way, I loved your picture with uh, Carol Burnett the other day that you posted. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that that was uh, she's she's been such an inspiration to me, and it was amazing to to get to meet her and chat with her. And um, I've met her a, a few times, but I, that that particular time was um, in a setting where I had a little bit more uh, access to just tell her how much she meant to me, and it was um, that's beautiful. It was, it was really special. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and, and that's the that's the thing that was in my Facebook post, which I think is. Very cool. It kind of tells you sometimes, like when you're on course. But the the day that I had my own epiphany about needing to transition happened on April 26, 2000, and it just so happened to be uh, April 26 of Carol Burnett's birthday. So that's right. I, I saw that. It my uh, claimed it as my rebirth day. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Two birthdays. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I don't. I um, want to give you a chance to mention you've got some events coming up this weekend. Yes, yeah, so Saturday. Uh, May 2nd uh, are the Kids' Choice Awards. Um, well, of course, that's going to be done in a different way this year, obviously, because we're not having the big thousand people in the stadium kind of thing. Um, so that's on. And uh, Henry Danger has been uh, nominated, so you'll get to see what it is. Yay! 
And then um, in the morning at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, which is 1 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to be doing um, a one-hour workout, family and uh, the kids and family workout on Eric the Trainer's Zoom show. And it's amazing. He's a very inspirational fitness trainer. He, he trains all sorts of actors and, and musicians that you would all recognize and know. And um, he's just, but he, it's funny, he's not, he's not a Hollywood kind of, he, he doesn't, he's, he's a real genuine, total goofball. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be a chance for kids and parents to uh, work out together and do some exercise. Um, and so if you, you can go to um, ericthetrainer.com, or you can go to his Instagram or my Instagram, and we'll be posting information on how you can uh, log in. Fantastic. Well, Michael, I want to thank you so much. Any last bit of advice for anybody listening? Oh, my goodness. Uh, just, you know, stay true to yourself. And, and um, you know, when the negative stuff comes in because it's a difficult time, just know that that can change in a second. It can become something joyful and amazing um, just with a shift in a belief, a shift in information, a shift in outlook and that's all it is it's our our responses to things are are, are truly self-manufactured and doesn't mean that there's no despair out there and, and difficult times there are it's just how we approach it and this can be a truly enriching fulfilling time despite the tragic the tragedy of what's happening um it is it is there there's no denying it and how we respond to it is really within our control so I just encourage people to get support, take care of yourselves, you know, and um, be nice to yourself. Yes. Michael, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. 